The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and wonderful to be talking with you again for another week on the Business Elevation Show. And today we're going to be talking about dealing with chaos and complexity with uh, Mark Amerigo's Brain Shift Method. Um, which I think will be very helpful for anybody who has uh, chaos and complexity in their work. Um, firstly, before we come on to Mark, I'd like to say a big thank you to my guest last week, Jason Criddle. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, that show. Um, so let's talk about chaos and complexity and get straight into the subject. Now, in a world which seems to become just increasingly more chaotic and complex, how as an executive or a business owner do you really, really deal with that? So, as I said, today we're going to talk to uh, Mark Amerigo about uh, about chaos and complexity and, and the technique, a method that he's developed through lots and lots of research, which is, is called the brain shift method. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Mark, because Mark's a very interesting guy. He, Since he was a kid, uh, the performance of men in their jet fighters or spaceships always fascinated him. And he was always attracted to really complex uh, subjects. Um, the role of um, project research engineer he, he felt was made for him. He studied at the famous French Ecole Centrale de Lyon and then trained at the University of Maryland and at EM Lyon Business School. He's also been attracted since then by complex subjects. He's an entrepreneur at heart. He's created several companies, including Enginova in 2012, which is a company specializing in engineering innovation. And it provides high-tech solutions from conception to implementation. He's the author of 14 patents in the areas of autom- automotive, industrial containment, industrial cabin, cabin painting and sailing. Um, he is an applied innovation expert, as I said, in complex environments. In other words, um, he, he's the man with the ultimate solution. I don't know for any of you who've seen the TV show House, but I, I think of Mark uh, now when I see that program, uh, because Mark is the one who's there with his team trying to work out um, solutions to problems that other people can't solve. He's also a high-thrill sports enthusiast. He's always dedicated um, his, his self to innovating in extreme sports. And in uh, 2015, um, his most convincing achievements, he said, were two world speed records and several outstanding interventions in extreme industrial environments like nuclear plants. He's from France. He's married. He has four children. He lives near Marseille. So a big welcome today to Marc Amerigo. Hi, Chris. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm very happy to be with you tonight. Excellent. Uh, lovely to speak to you. And, and I'm talking to you from um, from Marseille, aren't I? For anybody listening to this who doesn't know where Marseille is, whereabouts is it in France? So Marseille is in the south of France. It's on the Mediterranean coast and uh, it's a well-known city, you know. Uh, some time ago, French Connection is coming from here. But uh, today is all about having fun on the sea and, uh, and uh, it's a nice place to live in. I remember years ago going down to that area, and I went to a place called the Camargue. Um, I don't know if that's a yeah. wild horses and things like that. It was very, very unusual. Yes, on the western, uh, western side of, uh, of Marseille, it's a, it's a very wild place, uh, really amazing, very far from the city. And Marseille is a city with uh, what, about one million people living in, and like Camargue is a place where you, I mean, you'd almost have anybody uh, expect uh, buffaloes and, uh, and horses. And birds, many birds. <laughs> so, so Mark, tell us a bit about your childhood and your background. You know, you had this passion for jet fighters and space exploration early on in your life. Um, you know, where where did that come from? What are the seeds for it? I don't know if I don't really know where it comes from, but I think that uh, uh, I was in um, I was three months from my birth. Um, 
when I heard the voice uh, of Neil Armstrong uh, landing on the moon. Uh, and um, since that time, when I was a kid, I really wanted to, to be a space explorer. Uh, that was my dream. And actually, that dream was kind of broken because I had to wear glasses. And uh, like uh, 30, uh, f 35 years ago, when you had glasses on, you couldn't be um, a, a fighter pilot. So I had to find another way. Um, but it's all about exploring uh, new boundaries, um, pushing the limits. Uh, I, re I really wanted to be like a hero, you know, helping the others, um, uh, committing. Um, so that was my kind of dream. And uh, so I became an engineer, actually, far from being in space so far. And, and was, I mean, was anybody in your family in that kind of a, a, a line? Absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. Um, I know that I know that people in the in the US, uh, most of them, they live in a very, uh, almost in the same place. They they see each other, so the, the kid can dream uh, when they see the adults around them. But that was not my case. It was just a dream. And you sort of chaos, this area of sort of chaos and complexity, and extreme sports. I mean, where where. You know, what you found is um, with the extreme sports, I think, and, and this interesting kind of, you know, things that are detailed and, and, and not normal is, you know, kind of blend of things. Um, you know, where, where did that interest come from as well? Actually, what um, I've been always excited by um, um, environments where you don't have the clues when you start with. So it's like a place where you have to find your way in. Um, so I always... I always so was fascinated by this kind of uh, environment where it's difficult and the more challenge you, you can find and the more excited I was and it's always been like uh, my, my path uh, all the way through different environments like industry or sports uh, I always try to, to, to find the hard way I don't know why um, but uh, that's the way it is I'm fascinated by finding solutions you know and I guess you get in living in Marseille with things like extreme sports, things like you like kite surfing and windsurfing and that sort of things, don't you? Are you in a good location for that? Yeah, it's a perfect place. You know, as soon as we got uh, what we call here the Mistral, which is a northern wind, quite violent. Uh, that's the best place, I think, uh, on earth, <laughs> from my point of view, to go windsurfing wind and, um, and kite surfing. It's a, it's a lot of fun here, yeah. Uh, sailing is nice around here so it's a, a good place when I come back home good place to relax and have fun you know uh, in, in this environment yeah so now we've all seen you know the project teams in NASA you know in particular I think during difficult situations like Apollo 13 and I mentioned that TV show House that some people might know particularly if they're in the United States or the United Kingdom and uh, it seems that you provide that type of service for you know, particular engineering type of projects. I wonder if you could explain the kind of projects you get involved in, uh, you and your team. Actually, what you, when you speak about um, Apollo 13, um, I think it's a perfect example of a place where uh, people are trained so much and are ready for anything that can happen. Um, so it's kind of flow where everybody's so concerned, so um, uh, motivated that there will anyway they will find a way out um, so the environment where I work in like uh, nuclear plants uh, or asbestos projects um, or building projects uh, most of the time I'm involved in very difficult situations where the clients um, the client give a call saying okay we don't know how to get out of it uh, we have a big issue there might be some million euros or lives uh, involved and uh, we need to find a way out and um, it's a whole process on how you build confidence between people how you build the knowledge and then you get to this point like uh, in the movie of Apollo 13 where you see the guys so concerned and um, that uh, they will find a way out anyway. So the solution is somewhere. Um, and we, we find this kind of uh, environment in many places actually in the world, in this complex world. Um, and I've been involved in many of them. So, so you don't need to, with something like a, a nuclear power issue, and I, my mind straight away goes to Japan and those terrible issues they had over there with the tsunami. Somebody like yourself who, you know, I would imagine that there's quite sort of specific technology in a nuclear power plant. Um, do you not need to be a necessarily a technical expert, or is is it a, a, 
in nuclear power, or is it an advantage, the fact that you aren't, but you come with, with processes? Actually, you've got two things in this kind of environment. You've got um, the knowledge, which is about expertise. Um, you won't find a solution if you don't have the expertise. That's that's a starting point. Um, we spoke about uh, space exploration. Those guys are experts, like highest level. On the other side, that's not because you've got has experts that you will that you will find a solution. The solution comes from teamwork, from leadership and management. So it's something that you make people work together with a good mindset. From there, you find a solution. So it's it's a lot about that. It's a lot about organizing it. Um, and when you have like a, a major major um, problems like uh, uh, Fukushima or this kind of, uh, we had the same uh, accidents uh, in Ukraine and in the U.S. also some time ago. Um, all this environment make that you have people getting involved on different levels, experts and top managers, um, all both work together. So you, so you, would you, would you project manage something like that, or you just brought in to do something specific? Actually, it's uh, it's about when I when I when I'm working this kind of environment, uh, they call me because. Uh, my job, my know-how is about finding a temporary protection solution. So they have to get rid of some dust. Like uh, in nuclear plants, the major problem is the dust. The dust, when you make a hole somewhere, you produce some dust in the air. Uh, let's say in a um, nuclear um, reactor uh, building. And this dust will stop somewhere uh, on some pipes and stay there for years. And Step by step, because of the radio environment, uh, they, this dust becomes excited and they start uh, emitting some uh, gamma rays. And uh, so you like polluting step by step your building. So what they want to do as soon as possible is to get rid of this, this dust and make sure that it stays uh, un, uh, under control. Uh, so my know-how is about uh, making and finding a solution in extreme environments about these temporary protections and also make make it happen, like uh, organize the team, manage the guys, and make sure that we make it uh, the right way as it was planned and designed. Uh, so my job is from uh, finding a solution um, to uh, making it with some, some people and the client. So it's a lot about uh, technical issues and managing and leading the team uh, to succeed. Um, so it's all about that. Excellent. We've got just about four minutes till the commercial break, and uh, I'd like to ask you now about your uh, your speed records because I'm sure people are interested to find out a little bit about those. Actually, you know, I mean, speed records in extreme sports, it's uh, exactly like um, uh, a big challenge in industry. You've got a guy, um, when you see him the first time, you say, okay, this guy is like, a little bit nut, you know. Uh, I don't want to do what he's doing. But actually, the guy is so excited, so uh, motivated by, by, by the performance. So he wants to break a world record. So by definition, it's something that has never been done before. Um, and my job is to find a solution to make this happen in the smoothest way, in the best way, the more comfortable way as possible. Um, so it's all about trying to find first uh, the technical solution and then to coach and, um, and lead the team uh, with the athletes uh, towards the record. And so we've done that um, on a mountain bike with Eric Baron uh, last year, like that was 2015 in March. And um, so we broke the world record with 223 kilometers per hour. So on his bike, he's starting from the top of a mountain, which is a speed track um, uh, on snow, uh, where they break uh, all the records on skis. Um, so actually, it's about 255 kilometers an hour. And uh, so we did that stuff uh, with Eric on his bike, uh, a very special bike. Uh, like 100 people involved on making the bike. Uh, the bike costs something like 85,000 euros, um, uh, well, the same in dollars. Um, uh, three years uh, work and testing and um, um, internal testing. Um, so a lot of technology. And so we did this first record last, uh, last year. And the exact same story with the guy 
a snowboarder. His name is Edmund Plavzik. And uh, for a very old uh, world record uh, taken by an Australian guy, a very tough guy. And uh, Edmund is uh, 65 kilos, uh, 1.8 meters high and um, very technical. But he had a lot to do to get there. And it was all about harmony, getting in the air and performing at high speed. So that, that was about, that was, that was a great, great uh, world record. Three years period to get there on both wow. sides. That was a lot of fun. Very how exciting. How, how quick did he go down? What was the, spit, what was the record? Oh, he went, to, he went to 125 miles an hour on his snowboard, oh. uh, which is about 203 kilometers per hour. Oh. And the board is like 2.03 centimeters long. Um, 2.03 meters long. Meters um, Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, amazing. Amazing guy. How, ter how terrifying. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. Uh, we know when you coach a guy like that and you work, uh, you work technically with these guys, it's, uh, it's amazing because they are really tough mentally, uh, physically, and you have to make everything like the best way for them. So that's the purpose. Excellent. Well, it's been wonderful uh, chatting to you about those sorts of things and, uh, you know, and the records and you know, the environments that you operate in. So after the break, we'll come back and we're going to talk more about uh, Mark's brain shift method and the approach that he uses in complex and uh, chaotic situations to you know, find a solution. Uh, and that's uh, something I think we can utilize in, you know, in boardrooms, in organizations, in companies to help us to move forward when we're you know, unsure maybe how to progress. So do join us. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you realize that the root of your challenges lie within you? It's time to find out more about coaching and how it can help both you and your business. Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves will help you gain a deeper level of self-awareness to find the answers inside yourself. Our guests are business professionals just like you who agree to a coaching session on our radio program. Tune into Coaching for Real live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You were tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, Chris Cooper here. I'm with Mark Amerigo. We're talking about... Um, about chaos and complex situations and utilizing Mark's brain shift method to uh, move forward to a solution. So, uh, Mark, um, let's, talk, let's talk about uh, the brain shift method. I think we've, we've talked about some chaotic and complex situations, but, you know, what sort of environments first might um, the brain shift method be helpful? And perhaps we can then go and talk about, uh, you know, the different components of it. Actually, this, um, this brain shift method comes from um, um, my past experience. So I, I've been in complex environments uh, for the last maybe 25 years. And um, actually, I practiced um, an approach uh, 
that 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 make that in any situation, complex situation, I was not stressed. I was just confident in finding something, finding a solution. So I tried just to analyze what I was doing actually for for years, and uh, that's how we came out. Um, so it's it's a lot about um, uh, having another view of your environment and uh, being confident in how you're going to get out of it. So could we use this, for example? You know, maybe there's somebody listening at the moment who who has. You know, is, is wondering about whether to enter into a new sort of complex marketplace or something like that. Could we use this technique to help us with that sort of a problem? Yeah, actually, actually the purpose of, of, the, of the technique is to uh, to to understand that first of all, most of us uh, will live and evolve in a complex environment. A complex environment is a place where you cannot put everything into parameter. At some point, you don't master everything, so uh, you have to be very uh, able to move all the time and react um, and be aware of what's going on outside. And um, this brain shift method helps actually to to go from a kind of chaos that you might feel uh, to a place where you perform and where you find harmony. And it's a th- kind of three steps approach, which is quite um, quite simple, actually. And uh, I would, that can talk to anybody. Um, uh, maybe I can describe it, Chris. Um, yeah, the, the, the three steps, main steps is about what I call shifting your brain. Um, when you're in a chaotic situation, actually your reptilian part of the brain makes that you're stuck. You cannot move or you overreact. And at some point, um, if you are confident in the fact that there is a way out, you can start being able to look around you. So the place is like blurry it's uh, chaotic um, and the first step is shifting your brain and just watching around you and getting knowledge of your environment so it's the first main part is this one the second one is about being able to create the environment to innovate so first step is shifting your brain second step is innovating and the third step is using your own innovation to influence your environment and starting performing and that's how step by step get confidence and find a way to harmony and get out of this chaos um, feeling. Excellent. So let's go back to shift your brain, which was the first step then. So you say, you know, you might be feeling unsettled. Things might be feeling quite chaotic. Um, what what do you do to to shift your brain from that state? What, um, what are the kind of steps within it? Actually, one thing is that um, it's like a ki- like a kid, you know, who doesn't know how to do math, and he always has has a problem with, with with this exercise. At some point, if he knows that he's able to do it, then he will be able to start thinking and using his lessons and get better and actually solve the problem. And that's the same for the adults. Um, uh, shifting your brain is about saying, okay, nature is well organized, so at some point I know that there is some way to go out of it. So there are some signs somewhere. So the first step is to be confident in your future and get the knowledge. Like a guy who's making research, you get as much knowledge as possible of your environment. So by reading books, looking around you, looking at the people around you, looking at at other companies, competitors, looking at yourself, knowing why you are you have this feeling, where does it come from? That's the knowledge part. Then from there, because the brain is well organized, actually it's a, a real powerful tool, we get a vision. So we are we have like a way out. We have an idea of where to go. From this vision as a leader, you will be able to inspire people and get confidence. So you start being able to create a project and bring people with you. So that's the first step. Shifting your brain is this three steps, part knowledge, vision, and inspiring. I see, so this is a little bit like, uh, my mind's, mind's going to the movie, The Matrix. So with the... Uh, yeah, with, I like um, it. Neo was it, and, um, and basically, you know, they managed to sort of stick something in the back of his head and kind of program the knowledge instantly uh, which of course then gave him the, gave him more confidence, and uh, you know, he became more inspiring. So, you know, basically, basically exactly. at that stage, you've got to, you've got to find out as much as you can about the, you know, particular scenario and the knowledge that's relevant to it, um, through absolutely, you know, 
kind of, kind of reading reading and I, I think one other thing that's sort of coming to me as well I learned to play the guitar play the electric guitar and I made a decision that I was going to be able to play it well I kind of messed around with it for quite a long time and then I just started to imagine myself being a great guitar player and I started studying them and uh, and and copying them and emulating them and actually after you know after a couple of years I actually you know became a good good guitar player whereas a colleague friend of mine started at the same time but never ever believed he could be and and can't play it to this day really is that the kind of sort of shifting mindset It's it's a mental thing yeah if you're able to project yourself in the way in the way that you can get out of it um all the doors become open. Hmm. So, so we've found at we've least found not open, but at least there is uh, uh, th- there are some signs that you will be able to catch. Yeah, and not the others. I suppose that area, you know, it's Mark. You know, you and I do some, you know, speaking. You do a lot, a lot of speaking, and uh, you know, with, with with learning how to speak as well, that's something you've got to kind of study, isn't it? To learn how to do it, and then get a bit of vision for yourself about where you're going, and then your behaviour over time starts to inspire, and, and it's then starts to build this cycle of improvement. Right, and confidence also. So you, you you're like building yourself your own confidence because nobody will do it for you. So you 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 have to be the one who knows that there is, a, there is a solution somewhere. So, and your, your approach is totally different because you will try to grab any sign, any low sign or signal uh, that will help you to get out, you know, and, and improve and get better. So you've, you've kind of shifted your mi- mindset and I can imagine with some of these, um, you know, the mountain bike and the snowboard, Challenges a bit, a bit, quite a bit of shifting your brain there, and, and, and yeah, I, I can give you a very short example about that. You know, yeah. shifting your brain when you, when you have a guy who's coming and with like sixty five kilos and he wants to compete against another guy who's like more than a hundred, and uh, the only way to be faster is to get inside the air and use the air. So we we worked on aerodynamics on him and actually Edmund broke the world record by flying. So his board is just touching the ground and we use he uses the air around him and uh, to to be stable and be like just in very close contact and light contact with the, with the ground. And so that's uh, an entire different approach. So he's going through the air and not pushing the air, you know? So it's about shifting your brain is about that. You have a problem and you try to change your perspective. You move sideways and you, you look at the problem in all, all situations, all different of a point of view. And from there, you, you have a better knowledge of your environment. So you can influence, you can do something, you know, you can be active. Makes a huge amount of sense. Great example, that. Um, so then you, you know, you shift your brain, you move to innovation. It feels like the example of Edmund there, you, you, you came up with an innovative solution. <laughs> to to yeah. help him with his you know a bespoke solution really um, linked to his weight and height yeah exactly actually innovating is about using your knowledge and and then uh, innovation comes from a, a mindset and a neural network so that can be your own brain like you we have a neural personal network which is really powerful so if you are ready to to do it and in a good mindset become quiet with all the knowledge around you that's how you discover something you know um eureka and uh, einstein uh, guys like that make huge discoveries just by themselves and some teams around so you organize people to be able to think and find solutions and then naturally with the knowledge you find and get out with potential solutions that you might use that's the first step so that can be a breakthrough that can be a very just simple evolution of of something new but you have potential solutions and the last step of innovation is choosing among them the one that are feasible the one that you will be able to use in your environment because you can find innovation that are really it's very interesting, but actually that won't help you in, in your purpose, in your vision, you know? So you have to make a choice. So we, you will choose the best of them. Second part, innovation is about that. So that's about uh, snowboarding and about um, uh, mountain biking. That's what we did, actually. In industry, exact same thing. You have the knowledge, you know the problem, you find a solution, a group of solutions, and then you choose 
the best of them. So it's about innovation, second step. And sometimes with you might might you choose the best and try it and it doesn't work. Do you have to go back sometimes and, and then relook at sure. previous um, solutions? Sometimes you have to to rethink it. Uh, sometimes you're like in a several step process where you have an idea, but you have to do some experimental program to, to see how it goes on and you make selection. So it's a, it can be a very short process, but it can be also a very long-term process, but it's the exact same story, actually. And we I process the same the, way. And I guess the, you know, between the, the shifting your brain and innovating, you know, there's the scenarios like Apollo 13 when you've got to do it really, really quickly because lives are at stake or or the you know, situation um, was at Fukushima and Japan versus some of those examples you gave of Edmund and, uh, and Eric Baron where you had a few years to do it. Yeah, it goes from, a, I mean, actually the same process go, goes from uh, years <coughs> through a few minutes. Uh, at some point, well, you have to handle a complex situation. Let's talk about April 13 again, or some people in a sailboat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, they have a big issue, huge wave, and all of a sudden they have to analyze the environment, see what they're going to do. Inspire the people means explaining like two words to, to the whole team what they're going to have to do because they have to get out of this problem. And then they have to think all of a sudden with just their first analysis of the environment, they have to find a solution. What do we have to do? Do we have to cut the mast, put it down? We do have to remove the, the mainsail. What do we have to do? And in a few seconds, they will make one choice and just apply it right away. So, um, so it's, that, can be, that can take like a few minutes, actually. It's an it's exact same process. But the thing is that in both cases, there can be a long-term process or short-term process. When in this phase of innovation, it's about bringing all people together in the same mindset. Because after that, the third step uh, is about performing. So shifting your brain is about knowledge and vision and inspiration. Innovation, we've seen that. Performing, the last uh, block, is about engaging. So you choose one or two or a group of potential and feasible solutions. And then you try and you start using them. So the big change, the big shift here is that you influence your environment. You start influencing your environment. You improve results. You get more and more confidence. And actually what's going on is that you're starting performing well and even better. And everybody is get, getting more involved and the leader is getting more confident in his vision and the future and step by step you move out from this chaos situation and you go to harmony kind of harmony and that's the same environment actually you you just influence the environment so so the, the, and the amazing thing is that it's a it's 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 a i've seen this process through many different fields nuclear plants as i said um industry um uh, extreme sports or research, fundamental research on helicopters, that was the same. So, so at that uh, point of, uh, of perform, uh, does the harmony come when you, you've achieved the result or does it come just before you achieve the result because you know you've kind of found a solution that you think will work? When, when does that harmony set in? I think that harmony is about more a feeling that um, Every, everybody f is feeling comfortable, you know, with, with the situation. It's a kind of fluidity. Uh, everybody is at the right position, comfortable, being aware of, of what he has to do. You know, it's, a, it's a, a general feeling. Like everybody's feeling that everything is going fluid and, and nice. So that's how I've, I, I, I talk about harmony in industrial and projects, you know. You can feel that. Excellent. Well, we're going to go to commercial break it's again obvious. now. Yeah, yeah, and great. And after the after the break, we'll we'll look at some more, you know, as some e examples of this, and uh, and you know, have a think about how we how we really engage other people into this process as well, who might be getting tired if it's a stressful situation, um, or or people who maybe uh, find themselves in the situation are not particularly uh, sort of detailed. But we'll we'll come back in just a couple of minutes. So do join us after the break.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper hi and we're talking to mark amarigo about shift your brain and if you're um you, you to think i haven't been i'm listening to this in my car or i'm listening to this um and I'd love to actually see that brain shift method and, and, and be able to work with it. You can go to Mark's website, which is shiftyourbrain.com, and you can print out a copy. I've just taken a, a snapshot of the brain shift method myself and got it in front of me. Um, so uh, you can then you know, start to utilize that uh, in, your, in your thinking. Um, so Mark um, shared that sh- the brain shift method of shift your brain, innovate, and and perform and talk us through that um you got any sort of other examples mark that you maybe want to talk through and just sort of put it, put it all together for us now um uh, like an example um i had an example in a in in some industry like a very sensitive place and actually a client um called me saying uh we have a big issue and like a lot of money involved in five days from now and uh our company is about two hundred thousand people concerned and we don't have a solution so far. Um, so when you have some someone <laughs> telling you that, uh, you're like a little bit scared, you know. Uh, you can be confident, uh, but at some point um, you want to fly away. Um, but we started we started like working on with this approach and uh, putting all things uh, on the ground and watching it. And a few days later, we we had uh, what I call this feasible solution coming out coming out. And um, what was very exciting is that. On site, uh, we applied the approach and we put uh, the solution uh, in this place. And all the engineering guys were never on the field, were involved at three, four in the morning, all together having fun, smiling and doing the job. Um, so that was so exciting uh, just because of uh, this uh, leadership, management, inspiration, excitement. Um, that was a lot of fun, and the situation was uh, was quite bad actually, but it went well. Um, so that was that was very interesting. So that, that that inspires people. I remember one of one of my past guests, uh, August Turak, who wrote a book called "Business Secrets of the Trappist Monks," and he he was um, an ex sort of CEO of a company, a dot com company, but he was telling me about um, I think it was Google who who creates something called 
goat rodeos and the goat rodeo is when on a friday uh, suddenly an issue crops up and possibly with the customer and therefore it requires everybody to pull together over the weekend to come up with a complex solution for monday and the you know the energy and excitement that can be involved in actually doing that uh, once the the mindset's moved away from i've lost my weekend um, but they, they actually like to, um, you know, occasionally almost uh, manufacture those scenarios because it it builds that energy and and sense of achievement and uh, and, and motivation. So, what you found? Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because what's amazing that um, the technique, uh, the expertise, technical expertise, all of a sudden is just like being behind, you know, and it's all about connection between people. And it comes from the good vision, the good inspiration, the excitement, and the best of it, I think, uh, in this this experience that I've had uh, in World Records and things like that, is that you start with the technique. So what's the technical approach? What are we going to do? Okay, it's about the knowledge thing, you know, it's technical. And at some point, step by step, little by little, people get connected, involved personally, and they have this like uh, double excitement uh, of finding something for themselves, like the personal excitement, and also the collective uh, intelligence, so the emotional in- intelligence of all these people together. And that's the magic. I think that's the magic of it. Uh, when you find that, uh, it's really, really a lot of fun, even if even in the worst place in the world, actually. It's, uh, it's amazing. You get a great sense of, of, of team bonding through it. Um, like right. I, I, can imagine, I can imagine with some of those extreme examples you've given and you know, that really um, being you know, quite a wonderful thing to be involved in when it goes well. Yeah, because um, the thing is that everybody uh, is feeling good in what he's doing. You, know? you don't have like one guy having a lot of fun and the others being so-so. It's like when you're part of it, um, everybody is very important to the group. Everybody has a very important mission. Like if, even the person who is making food for everybody is very important for the group when we are in this world record attempts because that's a moment where everybody comes all together having good food and we are happy because someone is taking, taking care of us, you know? So it's it's a very deep exchange just on very simple things. Well, you know that we like food in France, so it's 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 a major topic. But still, uh, it's it's about the fact that everybody is concerned and everybody is is uh, uh, helping the others to go farther. You know, so it's a uh, it's about uh, benevolence between people and reciprocity. You know, how do you deal with scenarios when things go wrong? I remember. You know, at the time, actually, I'm um, watching some film of Eric Baron. Uh, I think he was with, with you going down a, a mountainside without snow and having a really bad accident. Um, right. Yeah, that was, right. How, how, how do you keep going after that, you know, when someone's, you know, almost been, there was a risk of being fatally injured? Yeah, actually, actually, he didn't die, but it's a miracle. Um, that was in um, that was in Nicaragua in 2002, and um, he broke actually he broke the world record uh, on Earth with his bike with 172 kilometers per hour. So you make the math to to see to find that in miles per hour, but it's quite fast. And actually, the bike broke right after the cells at the bottom of the hill because there was a compression, and the bike was a prototype and it was it was fragile. So he broke the bike. So he didn't see anything, just like boom, you know. Um, mm. He almost died. And from that, for the next 10 years, he didn't go back on the bike. And we, all, we were all uh, terrified um, because we had to understand what happened and all the problems that we, that we had. And actually, that, that's something that helped me also to, to bring together this branch shift method because I didn't want to see that again, ever, you know. Um, I was uh, not directly responsible for it but still i was concerned because it was my friend and i knew the bike i had been working on the aerodynamics of the bike and so that was a big drama um so it's all about like putting people together be concerned about the risk um you take risk and you try to analyze everything from before and making sure you don't have an accident but also what you're going to do in case it happens so it's not like we won't have any accident ever, you know. It's more like 
in case something happens. So what can happen? Anything can happen. So we think about it, and so everybody is aware of the risk. It's not some, like something uh, coming up uh, without being expected, you know. It's part of it. So you work with it, and people are concerned, and so they know that it can happen. So every move that they make, every ch choice that they make is important, you know. Um, so they are aware of that. Must it's about management, you know. You must have an awful lot of resilience as well, because you know sometimes if you can't, you're struggling to find that that uh, inspiration for the innovation uh, or the, find the new innovation um, idea of potential solutions. Then you know people must get a bit tired and a bit tetchy and frustrated. Right. You know, does, that, does that come down to leadership to resolve? Yeah, or? I mean, first of all, that's something that happens a lot when you push people beyond their limits. Um, of course you're tired, of course the leader is tired, of course the manager is tired, the performer is tired. At some point you can be very, very tired. But uh, the key of all this stuff is uh, being able to listen to the people. Um, this benevolence I was speaking about is about being aware and listening to all these low signals and, uh, and make sure that people are comfortable. If people are tired, and you tell them, I know that you're tired, but we need to push a little bit forward. So let's try to do it, okay? It's completely different than not seeing it and not and doing like if it was not, you know? So it's it's a lot about emotions and connections with, be, with people. And it's about leadership, exactly. Mad, management with this, this part of leadership that makes that you will inspire and keep people with you, even if they are very tired, you know? So mm -hmm. it's very, very interesting. You learn a lot in this kind of projects when you find and you have the opportunity to be involved in this kind of projects. It's very exciting and interesting because you learn a lot on yourself also. I bet you do. I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> and do you, know, do you ever have challenges where you know, there, is, there is chaos and uh, people, people are not remain, remaining grounded, you know, um, in, in those situations that you've got to, you know, you've got to act to calm them down as a leader and. Actually, actually, what's what's what happens pretty often, almost all the times, that when someone calls you because uh, they have a big issue, they are scared, they are mm. in the chaos, so they are they are very excited and they want to show you everything. You know, look at that, you, we've got this problem here, this problem there, and I come here and let's go down downstairs, and. <laughs> what's amazing is that I mean you always have a few minutes or maybe a few seconds to take time to step back and look at the situation all the time don't rush just watch look around so most of the time what I do is calm people down make a short briefing and say a short briefing about what's going to happen and explain them okay first step we're going to look at it peacefully think about that and then next step we'll organize the future and things change because the client is like okay ooh, good we've got one guy here or one person who, who knows that how organize it and, and make it softer and so people people get quiet confident and things change and all of a sudden this chaos environment just like calms down you know um, people are open-minded um, that's that happens i mean you can test it around you uh when you have someone acting like this all of a sudden everything is quiet you know getting better mm. i'm so sure you've experienced that chris on your side yeah yeah i've uh, experienced quite a few significant projects in in my time particularly in sort of corporate and sometimes in consultancy projects and uh you know that need as a, a leader sort of to calm to bring a sense of calm but and also to settle settle clients down who are maybe quite stressed. Um, right. I mean, that can be on very simple thing, on everyday things, you know. Uh, one th simple thing, you're going to give a talk in some place with high challenge, you know, something exciting and maybe dangerous for your client because he has to, to do the right thing. When you get when you get there, sometimes the client is, is uh, stressed up, you know. Um, and as soon as you, you're quiet saying, okay, I'm a professional about talking, I know what I... That, that would be okay. Let's test the technical thing. Okay, what's the environment? What are the lights? How is the sound? And things go smoothly, you know, and actually there's no chaos at all. Yes, yes. 
Yes. So okay, we've got just a few minutes till close. I want to just ask you, you know, what's next for you? And is there a project out there that you'd really love to work on and why? Well, actually, I got I, my two main projects. Um, one is uh, about the next uh, world record attempt uh, with Eric. Um, so that would be 1st or 2nd of February. So actually, we're working on uh, on improving the bike uh, with uh, his 138 miles per hour. Uh, the purpose is to go faster because when we broke the world record, so you can see that on the videos uh, on the website, but when we broke the world record, the conditions were really bad, windy. Um, the, the track was not perfect. So we know that we, I mean, Eric lost many kilometers per hour. So uh, he wanted to, to go for a last try, a last attempt. So that will be next, uh, next February. Um, so we are actually working on making a, the second prototype of the bike. Uh, stratification with carbons and all these things. Uh, wind tunnel testing on 20. I mean, soon uh, in a few weeks from now. Um, so that would be that would be an exi- exciting challenge. And the second one um, is about talking and uh, uh, spreading this uh, this approach of uh, shifting your brain. Because what I like is uh, to exchange with people and try to learn more from people and try to help people uh, getting better with this kind of approach. So uh, it's a lot about sharing. So um, I like talking. Uh, it's nice. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. And I've seen you speak uh, at a conference before, so I'd, I'd recommend people people check you out and book you and, and go to your website and have a look at uh, some of the things you're doing. Some amazing videos on there as well of, of, of Eric and uh, achieving what he does with uh, your assistance. And I wonder if you've, we've got a, just a couple of minutes now, so I wonder if you've got any final message that you'd like to leave us with. Oh, what I would say is that um, one thing we, we need to keep in mind um, as men and women, uh, we need to always be aware that uh, modern nature actually is very powerful and well structured. So even if you feel like being a chaos, nature is well organized. So there is always a path towards what I call performance and harmony. And you just have to look at these low signals and find it. Brilliant. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, Mark. And I really do think that's a tremendous process. I'm going to stick that up on my wall. Um, It's really very, very usable and very helpful and very well researched. Um, So thank you so much for being on the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. Very kind of you, Chris. Very kind. Thanks a lot. That was a lot of fun. And um, uh, uh, yeah, thanks for your invitation. Yeah. I appreciate it. Absolute, absolute pleasure. And on uh, next week's show, we have uh, Fiona Duncan. And Fiona Duncan has an organization called RSVIP Networking. And she's somebody I've heard a lot of good things about in my local area. And she's going to talk to us about running events. If you're you're thinking about putting on events um, for, you know, attracting 50 or 100 people, that sort of uh, scale, or even 20, 30 people, then um, we're going to talk through the tips and techniques and ideas that uh, Fiona has learnt uh, for putting on events that uh, regularly have, you know, 100 people turning up at a time. So do join us for that next week. Once again, a huge thank you to Mark Amerigo, and I wish you all well. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 